If you haven't noticed, everything is horrible. So if you want to retain any last sliver of sanity, you should probably get some earbuds to block it all out. And hey, maybe you already have some, but life is impermanent. So go to tweakedaudio.com and grab a backup pair of durable, tangle-free, and noise-canceling earbuds in one of seven styles and seven colors so you can drown out the sounds of the dystopian hellscape that is everyday life. Again, that's tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEKBOX at checkout for 33% off your purchase and free worldwide shipping. Hello and welcome to The Comedy Button, a podcast for your human ears. From us, robots, including Scott Bromley. Hello, Internet, how are you doing? One, five, 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 zero, one. Right, and underscore Scott. Error 404, page not found. Brian, out. Oh no. Wrap your legs around my neck and choke me until I piss all over my feet. And Jared Petty. Screw you guys, I'm a user, worship me. Hey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome Sorry for the worst intro of robots ever done. <laughs> I Welcome do not back think that is again. the worst intro to robots. I think the worst intro to robots is the beginning of the film Robots. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the Computer History Museum in San Jose has this really neat robot Exhibit corner. on heart beeps. Like, uh, it has a lot of neat exhibits, but as an exhibit, it's a bunch of like old 80s robots over in one corner. Oh, really? Great. Do they have the one that, that, uh, that uh, Rocky's uh, brother-in-law <laughs> They have got? something that very much they have some really neat ones. They have one that has an Atari 2600 built into it. Wow. Um, but Would you like have, to play a game? Do they have that drone that Reagan built to locate the beef? No, they don't have that. But where's they do the have... Beef? Babada, babada, where's the beef? They have the worst robot ever, Verbot, who I had as a child. And Verbot? Ver- yeah. Verbot was a robot that he had a little remote control you held, and you spoke into it, and in theory, Verbot would do what you told him to. So you're like, you're like go forward, Verbot, and instead, Verbot would be like... Go fuck yourself. Make the sound <laughs> at you, oh, and you'd be God. like, "Turn, robot, and or verbot, and verbot would ignore you." You turn. Off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You suck my dick. <laughs> beep 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 beep. <laughs> so what else would verbot do? <laughs> well, verbot didn't take a hard right, but the wow. show just did. Anyway, jeez, <laughs> well done. <laughs> Are you all right, Jerry? I don't think Jerry can breathe right now. <laughs> He's crying. <laughs> Why don't you act like a man? <laughs> Jeez. Suck it up, Pato. <laughs> wow. Burbot, what are you doing? <laughs> you're like, this is like, this, you're. Should I get you a dress, you woman? <laughs> I have attached a small basket to my rear axle. Please fill it with eggs. Is this like Jeff Dunham's thing where he gets. He gets the puppets. Yeah. I love how you're like mocking Jeff Dunham for just using puppets as his like bigoted mouthpiece, and then you just drop a lowercase f bomb. I think it was a tall hard f on the front of that. one. I think it's a special font. It's in like Curl's MT or something. Yeah. Anyway, here we are. Jared's, Jared's weeping. We completely broke him. All right. Well, we've only killed one guest on the show so far. From. What's the matter? His daddy's little girl upset. Jesus Christ. Why don't you treat your stepmother with some respect? <laughs> Jared, when you're done doing this weird idol animation, you're stuck in a loop of. You're like wheezing and turning pink. I don't know what, what we did to him. That's All not right. good. Harry Lazida says, what's the best nickname someone has given you? Not the one we just heard. (laughs) (laughs) Verbot. Wow, the worst nickname. Um, uh, Goodness. The Wheeze. Yeah, right now, the Wheeze. Um, Oh, I forgot how to think. Oh, goodness. Somebody else can answer while I'm thinking. Brian? Uh, uh, 
That's a pretty shitty nickname right there. Yeah. Wow, that's a great Ryan Scott impression. The worst nickname I ever got was just this. There's this dude named Antonios, and he gave me a nickname in seventh grade. He was like Brian Altano, more like Brian Altuado. Ooh. Oh shit, you burnt. And for like a full bad. year, he would call me that. He was like, "What's up, Altuado?" And I was like, "It's not working, dude." I think it's really not working. For I you. think I remember now that these kids on the street sometimes would just call me Jarhead. And it was because you're not even trying. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People that can pull off real cruelty occasionally impress me. Mm-hmm. And people like that Scott can pull earlier. off something clever. Impressed is definitely not the word. No, I, I, I that, that, there's the Verbot did that. <laughs> let's not go there. Are Verbot you talking about me? me that. Are you talking about me? Fuck you. Homophobic robot. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah, Jarhead sucks. Like I, I had a, I had a, I, like Maxi Pad is a similar one where you just you take the base thing and you kind of like iterate on it, and it's like yeah. you did that to yourself. You didn't, you didn't make that up. You didn't you, like you heard that someplace else. You're not clever. Yeah, it's it, exactly. It's, it's just lame. It's just like well, you guys didn't yeah. try. What, mm-hmm. what is this? A Jarhead? What is that? What, I mean, I under, I understand. Apparently, it's a, a a soldier in the Marine Corps. Yeah, um, but what does that mean? It sounds like your head is a jar, but that's not even that's not yeah, even right. Like uh, I, I'm, I'm one of America's finest. Semper Fi. Were you, were you bald okay. as a kid? That's pretty good. No, I was not. I was not Charlie Brown. Like uh, I became bald. Uh, I started going bald when I was about nineteen. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I had this thick. Like I had flowing locks. Uh, I had, I had a ponytail. I had a GDC ponytail. Oh, oh my God. shit. Uh, yeah. And um, a Sony tail. Did you have yeah. a uh, fedora? Uh, no, I did not have a fedora, no. uh, but I did. Uh, I did briefly have flowing locks and the beard at the same time. Uh, that did not last very long, Ooh, and then all my hair fell out. Give me huh. pictures of that. No, uh, really, none. I don't like having my picture taken. Yeah, and I always. You know, it's always very difficult when I have to make the art for the episodes you're on because there's only four pictures of you. you well, know? it may be hard for <laughs> our, our, our younger listeners to understand that in the age before digital photography, yeah. You and before phones were in cameras, you didn't get your picture taken nearly as often. And on top of that, it was a lot of work. You had to pay money to to make pictures. Well, I, and, I, I think know. I've talked about that on the show before. But there's be- during college for me, uh, like late high school, all of college is what I consider the dark ages of photography because I was broke. I didn't have a digital camera. Uh, I didn't want to buy disposable cameras. And we, there, I, I was living in New York City, and I was just like hanging out with people all the time, and going out to shows and stuff like that. And no one took pictures of each other, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. So I wasn't in a punk band. Nobody was making like this like black and white screaming youth book about me and my friends. Uh, so I just went completely undocumented. And there was like pictures in high school because there's like always some mom with a camera, or like your friends have disposable ones that you get, like they give them out at graduation and stuff like that. But in college, so he runs off and takes pictures of bungus. Yeah, always, mm-hmm. always, yeah. But in college, there's just no photos. So, and then you get out of college, and you know, then yeah, I made a, I made a point. Started I made a point to take photos in college. Yeah. So yeah. I have a, I have a lot of really cool photos in college, and when I whenever I put them on on Facebook or something, all my friends are like, holy shit! Yeah. I yeah. can't believe you got this. Yeah, that's. You know I, I, I think I kind of wish I had done that. Yeah. What's terrifying to think of is that there, are, without question, are photos of all of us out there that we will never see from things we barely remember, you know, like birthday parties where in a, we're in the in background a, in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. Like in some dead lady. Like house. somebody's mom has got like a, a whole album and, and she'll be like, Oh, who's that boy? Oh, that was, that was my friend, Brian. I don't I, We didn't hang out much after second grade or whatever, yeah. you know, shit like that. Like I have, I have photos. This is so weird. I have photos from when I was a little kid. Getting uh, a verbot. 
Yeah, me and Verbot, before we had that falling out, because he started just uttering horrible slurs at me. Hate speech. Um, no, there was, I hung out with this kid in preschool. You have named, nice tits. <laughs> fuck you. For um, fucking. Um, no, I hung out with this kid in, in preschool named Thor. And, like, I have photos that are just, like, you know, written, like, you know, like, my mom's, like, 80s handwriting. I don't know why that's a thing. But uh, be like, oh, Thor's birthday party, 1989 or something. And I'm like, wow, I don't remember that at all. Max, I got bad news for you. You didn't grow up on the Avengers jet. (laughs) Can we walk it back to where you had a friend named Thor? That's a dream you had. Yeah, it was just some weird Swedish kid who had his name Thor, you know. Did you buy him Mjolnir for his birthday? (laughs) Mjolnir? I don't know what I bought him. Like, I was, like, three. I don't know what the fuck I did at his birthday party. I'm, like, running around in my jellies and my little little French Speedo and my beret. <laughs> I knew a dude named Dr. Strange when I was in middle school, and he molested me repeatedly. Wow. <laughs> That's not real. That's just, I'm just joking. Uh, That's a little Dr. Strange child molestation humor for y'all. If y'all on the school bus right now looking around with a funny face, wondering if he could get kicked Dr. off. Dr. Strange will return in <laughs> Avengers. Dr. Where, Strange. Wary infant. Dr. Strange does exactly sound like the name of a child molester. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Scott. Any fucked up nicknames? Uh, the only one that stuck you for fruit basket. Two no. <laughs> Uh The only one that stuck for for people was fat fuck. Uh, that that stuck. <laughs> yeah. That stuck pretty hard. Other than that, nope, nothing. What about fruit by the sixty feet? <laughs> What about nerds rope? Fruit by the truck. Yeah, fruit by the truck, yeah. What about large cow with a diseased asshole? Bubble gape. (laughs) That's disgusting. Wow. Man. All right. Ryan? I can't think of any awful, squirrel, not very clever nicknames like you guys had. I mean, people usually were just like, hey, nerd. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, none, none, none stand out. Yeah, we, I don't remember. Fuck, I had a few. I, I don't remember any really clever bullies. We, I, I went to, I went to school with this kid whose last name was Hagopi, and everybody called him Fallopian. <laughs> 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 like shit, shit, fucked up shit like that. It's just like, just like with this, la- this kid had a last name Emilius, and everyone called everyone called him silly ass or silly tits. Like if it rhymed, <laughs> like kids will find anything and they'll they'll connect shit like that is you wouldn't even ever think of. Like, parents would be sitting around trying to figure out, like, is my kid ever going to be made fun of? And life will yeah. find a way. Well, there's that way. wonderful, like, Simpsons where, like, Bart's being named or whatever. And it's like, Ert, Bart, Cart, Eart. I don't know. That's, that's probably all good. Yeah. It's like yep. you get right before fart. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, no, I, I, I kind of I love that, like, kids will either they'll be, like, the laziest in the world and be like, duh, jarhead. Or they'll be, like, incre- they'll be, like, writing fucking Weird Al lyrics, you know? Yep. Like, they'll be like, what rhymes with that? What's the closest we can do? I went to school with a girl named, uh, I think, Tara Cuddy or Cubby or something, mm-hmm. and we called her Tar Pit Cruddy, <laughs> which is, like, it's like a cracked magazine article. Like, it's just, like, such a long walk to be like, okay, we've, we've reduced you to a, a f- simmering, like, <laughs> miasma of fossil fuels. Okay. No, I, I yeah, went to school I, with this girl. Was la- her last name was Birmingham, and people called her Bird in the Hand through the bush. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> the cre- this is fucking crazy. First of all, it takes, like, a half an hour to even say that. The creative ones that I do remember are also cruel. That yeah. I don't want to repeat them. Like, I was like, oh, man, these were awful. Children are, are horrible beings. <laughs> there was this kid oh man his name was like it was like billy smith but apparently oh, one no. time he like crapped in the bathroom floor <laughs> so everyone just called billy him shit. they called him billy took his shit in the bathroom floor 
<laughs> it wasn't even like it wasn't even a nickname. It was just it's his like a name, Twitter hashtag. It was his first name and an act that he might have done. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest thing. I, I kind of wish we could go by nicknames. Oh, like, yeah. I be, mean, if we all had like descriptive names, like the Raz. Yep. Okay, Petty, comma Jared. Well, I mean, yeah, that was just Jared Petty was. Yeah, taken. then we would just be Twitch streamers. <laughs> Right dog. Right dog. Peanut butter yeah. pony 24 yeah. 7. Agent <laughs> Well, right? instead of like defining ourselves, though, yep. I mean, I, I, you, don't want, like, you don't want to be T Bone. You know, you don't want to do the George Costanza and, and no. try to make up your own, but but let people around you decide what you are. Like right? Max jerked off in the that's, public library. That's where Right Dog came from. <laughs> First name was, plus crime. God. You, you know, I'd forgotten about this, but I had some friends that called me Poop and Creek for a while. Really? <laughs> Like your Native American name? I don't think I don't think there was even that much thought put. Poopin' Creek sounds like a new Pokemon. uh, I was I was yeah I was that for a while. Or like a or like a a chain of bathroom haunted houses. One of my one of my best friends growing up, his last name uh, is Thanasides. He's a Greek dude. I want to get him on the show one day. Um, And uh, people used to we would call him like. It, his first name is Tony, and we'd be like Tony fantasize, and then it just turned into like Tony fantasize about naked. <laughs> you said the whole thing. It's just like if I, it's just fucking stupid. You just say like it doesn't even make sense. That's why I love that shit. And like sometimes you know people are upset about it, but for the most part, it doesn't fucking matter. No, nope. you know, unless it's like a crime you never did. Like if it's like oh Billy fucked a bird's ass, <laughs> like no I didn't. He rides that to the grave. I know this dude. His last name is Kelly. And uh, everyone called him Smelly or Smelly Kelly. And he got married and his wife took the last name of Kelly and she still calls him Smelly. She's like, Smelly, did you do the uh, dishes? That's really like, cute. He's like, yeah. That's adorable. Like, That's kind of amazing. Like he got called this awful nickname and he owned it so well that like his wife calls it to him. And they're wow. great. They're great people. Huh. You know? Or she's cool. just negging him. There was a kid I yeah. went to school with. be a long con. Who I honestly don't think I know his real name. But he, went, he just went by Doofy. Yep. And I met him mm. in 2002 or three, and he was his nickname was after the, the the kid in scary movie who like got a fucked a vacuum cleaner or whatever the fuck. I don't even remember what the joke was in that movie, and it was one of those things where that movie had come out just far enough before somebody was. I was like, Doofy, like in scary movie, mm-hmm. and they were like, Yeah, because there's a funny story about him, and mm-hmm. the, and I was like, I don't really care, but it was one of those things where like the. The nickname la- outlasted the whatever it was that it was a reference to. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. you know what? I know someone like that too. Um, it was uh, God. It was like the early early nineties. Um, there was this kid who fucking uh, named himself after a cartoon character named Max. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. He was like five years away from calling himself Denver the Last Dinosaur. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Call me Kid Vid. Yeah. <laughs> Call me Marsupalami. Exo Squad Scoville. <laughs> wow, I never thought about it. You are JT kinda, Marsh. You're kind of T-Bone. I never thought about that. I guess. Wow. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I was always I was always afraid when it came to like mean nicknames that somebody was called me Psycho Man Tits, <laughs> but nobody <laughs> nobody was gonna dig that deep enough into Metal Gear lore just to bully me. That's no. really good. No, yeah. I would. We got a good. Yeah, you would, but you wouldn't. You'd like save it for like. I would too. You know. I've been calling you Ricky Skizzles for like ten years. That yeah, doesn't that make any fucking sense. No, yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> just, I thought I that just started like a couple years ago, or has that been a while? No, it's, it's been, been it's while. been like game side debriefing. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky Skizzles. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you kind of dusted it off more recently, and yeah. then it's just like. 
I almost never refer to my wife by her real name. I almost always call her a nickname. She has what do you, se- what do you call seven her? or eight I rotate between. Uh, really? Matilda, a lot of the time. What? Yeah, I call her Matilda a lot. Why? That sounds nothing like she's Angie. a child bitch. Uh, uh, no, it, it comes from, uh, we don't really know when mm. I started. It was when I knew her in college I started doing it, but we're not really sure. It might be from the It might be from the Roald Dahl book. It huh. might be from What's in Matilda. I'm not sure. It's huh. really funny. Um, but so I, cute. And she has a bunch of other names like that, but but uh, I call her Matilda mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else. Matilda. That's All great. right. Nick Fontaine writes, what's Whoa. your craziest church story? Nick jerked off in the fountain. <laughs> the one that, the one craziest that comes one. to my, craziest, I mean, goodness, uh, there's there's the, the thing with the, the preacher catching fire. Um, but but I think the one that Was it because he said a swear? I think my favorite one is uh, is my dad uh, one Sunday before. My dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I, I grew up in, in that church in North Carolina. And you wore this you know little lavalier mics, like the wireless mic around. Um, right before church one Sunday, he He's had good. to pee. I got a hot shit in and, the chamber. <laughs> uh, so he ran downstairs and he forgot to mute the mic. Oh, no. And so we're all sitting there and like the the... You know, the pre-service music is, like, playing no. through the speakers. Oh, so it's like that scene oh. in Naked Gun. And suddenly we start to hear oh. tinkle, 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 tinkle. We'll see you like, <sighs> Did he get a nice flush? Oh, no. And then about, you know, Fuck. and the sound of the paper towel thing. And then, like, a minute later, he comes into the sanctuary. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Did he get a real good toot in there too? No, nobody said a thing. Uh, no, no, oh, I mean like we, no, nothing uh, like that. It, it was, was well, I would have gone over like a fart in church. Was comes into the sanctuary something else he did in the bathroom? No, nothing like that. Uh, just it was very. He was he was uh, just just doing God's work, wow. and uh, then he went upstairs to do the rest. We actually we made that we made that kind of a running joke on uh, up at noon back in the day. Me and uh, Greg and Mike Drucker would always put on the labs and then go into the bathroom and pee, and we'd just try to make disgusting noises because all the people in the control room had to hear him. But that was an entire church. That's like three dudes in a yeah, control room. Yeah, this was 150 <laughs> people in a, in a little conservative North Carolina oh church. God, um, that's awful. But to their credit, uh, everybody that was there was really good about it. Wow. I think the craziest church story is uh, the one about Noah. <laughs> That's impossible. What about that? What about that dude who caught fire? What was that about? Oh, that was uh, that was at a wedding. Um, that was uh, my dad catching the hem of his robe on a candle and oh. bursting into flame. Cool yeah. wedding tricks wow. to fool your yeah. friends. What so. about the her of his robe? I think weird things happen. Did the videographer I, later go on to win ten thousand dollars as Bob Saget? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's coming. The devil is I don't here. Think, I don't wow, think it's certainly filmed. getting hot in here. This was before the ubiquity of wedding videos. Again, so oh, I don't okay. think there's video of this anywhere. Weird stuff happens at weddings. Uh, I saw I'll the say. I saw the bride smack the groom across the face in the middle of the vows. Oh no! Saw a dog run away with the ring once. Uh, <laughs> That's saw, rough. Um, yeah, some odd things happen. There's, there's no wait. The, 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 did the couple that the, the the spousal abuse couple wind up, you know, getting married? Oh, I finished the ceremony. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it's yeah. our president and first lady. So it was. Um, yeah, a lot of weird stuff happens in church. I, mean, I think a little harder about it. I'm sure, but I think those are those are representative. Definitely. Right. I, I I remember going in with horror one night. Uh, I was leading a youth group as as a uh, associate pastor and. Uh, taking a group of kids into this like 
camp gathering and they, they had hired this guest speaker that nobody had vetted. And he came in and started talking to the kids about how satanic messages were hidden in the art on the front of Pepsi machines. Holy shit. And he's just going on about conspiracy theories. What did he and, think it said? Like one world government type stuff. And oh, he thought it had like sexualized images of, of like that were designed to corrupt your mind. Yeah, that and red and that blue. He had, he had charts coming together. And, yeah, I mean, it was really, kind of really. Image of he Michael had, Jackson yeah. with his hair on fire. It was really weird. And uh, that, that was a bad night because then I'm just like, I've got this bunch of like kids from like 14 to, to 17 or something. they're just like but we just wanted to love jesus and you know you're gonna like okay guys we got to talk about when authority figures come in and, and are full of crap and lie to you for money yeah well, that's well that's and, an interesting conversation to have. yeah it was uh very it, topical well you sometimes <laughs> i mean i i remember being uh when i was a when i was a pastor going to a youth convention uh my wife and i and some of the youth leaders took these kids down to, to san antonio and there's this conference on um, on the relationship between theology and homosexuality for teenagers. And about halfway through that, we're like, well, this was a terrible, terrible idea uh, as we listened to things that we didn't think were uh, accurate, to say the least, being spouted toward literally a room with probably a thousand teens in it. Mm-hmm. And afterward, or really, I think even a little before it's over, we just took them out. And we'll and kill them. we all sit down and and uh, sit there and say, okay, so that's what those guys told you. And if you want to believe it, you know, go for it. Well, but we'd like to tell you about uh, that there's more than one way to look at things in the world. And here's what we think. And that that was utter crap. And we, we, please don't hate people. We had know? a very similar situation. I went on a, a, what was it? Like when you go, when you get confirmed. In mm-hmm. Catholicism, you go on that like that weekend trip or whatever. You get that confirmation bias. Get the conf- <laughs> get, get that confirmation money. Uh, Scott knows what's God, up with that. I you do, definitely you do, do that for the Skrilla. Yep. Uh, so I went on this like weekend trip in like the some fucking mountains in New Jersey, and uh, they put us in this like log cabin. And there's this dude, and he's just telling you know nonsense tales. <laughs> and, and this other guy came in out of nowhere. But he's telling like the real nonsense tales that they wrote the book about that you know now decide our, all of our government decisions. But the, this other guy comes in out of nowhere, and he had Reebok pumps on, and I'm immediately like. <laughs> Something's not good about this. <laughs> like you don't be coming up in this church shit with fucking Reebok pumps, like the old school ones with the big orange basketballs yeah. in the front. Yeah. Not not even like Nike Airs. But yeah, Reebok not, pumps. yeah, just Reebok pumps. Like, Ooh. and he was like thirty six, oh and I'm like, oh, this dude was definitely on a lot of drugs back in the day, or like a year ago, or like this morning. So he comes in, and he was just like, yeah, I used to be on a lot of drugs, and I was like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> and he was like. So uh, what I do now instead of doing the drugs is I get in my car and I go to work at the job I have that is cool with me being a dude that used to do a lot of drugs. <laughs> and uh, I drive to work by myself and in the passenger seat of my car, I like to pretend Jesus is there. And on the way to work, I just talk to Jesus. I put my hand on his knee, like like floating my hand above the chair, like where, his, where that man's knee would be. I don't know how skinny he is or like mm-hmm. thick. Maybe he's like a real thick Jesus. Yep. <laughs> like <a> big leg. <laughs> Get on those invisible and, robes. And I have a big long talk with Jesus just about what I'm going to do today. I'm like, oh, Jesus, how, how am I going to get through this day? And then Jesus talks to me, and I imagine his voice in my mind telling me what he would do. And I take my hand off his knee and put my hand 10 and 2 on the steering wheel, and I know exactly what I need to do that day. And I was like, oh, 
that's a crazy dude. (laughs) That's a crazy person. And then I had, they, this guy had to come in. Like the priest guy was just like, yeah, we didn't really know what what the fuck. We didn't know anything about that guy. (laughs) Well, it was a nonsense story. You made that point. Okay. So all, all of religion, no matter what, no matter what you believe it sooner or later, nonsense stories enter into it. It, It is a part of the nature of belief to, to grab hold of things that are so mystical or magical that, that, that they're impossible. Yeah. And so that, that creates openings for this kind I mean, how do you draw the line? I, I, it's very hard for me to be critical. I'm talking about the guy that sees things in Coke machines, but I actually believe a Jewish carpenter came back to life 2,000 years ago. So right. who am I to talk? Answer, I actually think that the way I practice that isn't hurting anybody and may occasionally help people, where yeah. I think that guy actually – was not making anybody's life any better in that moment. Well, and you, yeah, and, you get that a lot now. You have people who are just like they they're they're using it for the wrong they're, they're for the wrong reasons, right? They, that they're using the power for bad. And and I and the problem is you don't realize you're doing it a lot of time yeah. when you are. I've done it. I, I've been. I mean, we you know, I there were periods in my life where I have hurt people because I was absolutely theologically convinced that I was not just I was in the right and I was doing God's work and I was wrong and I hurt people. Yeah. And I will never be able to make that go away. Well, I'll put it this way. When I quit smoking cigarettes, I had like two major vows. One of them was obviously never fucking smoke a cigarette again. Don't even hold one. Don't even take a puff. Don't even take a single drag of a cigarette. Don't smoke anything ever again. Number two, uh, don't be a preachy asshole about it. Like, so that was my thing. I was just kind of like, all right, I'm not going to smoke anymore, but people around me are going to smoke and I'm not going to be one of those guys that was just like, you know, it's bad for you, right? They know it's bad for them. You know, <laughs> like they know that, like I'm on this diet now where I'm basically just only eating like, you know, like good, healthy, born from the earth things and no processed bullshit. And I'm not like, I look at other people eating pizza and I'm like, fuck, I wish I could have that. But I'm not like, you know, you shouldn't be eating pizza. Cause there's like a thousand pictures of me eating pizza. <laughs> You know, like it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So actually, I was gonna, I was gonna say, like, you frequently wear like shirts with pizza on it, pins with it. Do you still wear that? Have you still worn those this month? I haven't actually stopped and think about that. Uh, not really. I mean, yeah. Well, the thing, I I put my pizza pins on my leather jackets, and it's been raining too much to wear leather jackets. I don't want to fuck up my shit because they're expensive. But I will. I mean, I'm not, I'm not quitting pizza. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm quitting. I quit cigarettes. I'm not quitting pizza. Like, fuck. I'm taking some time off. But I think that's like an important thing, right? Is the difference between sort of like doing what's good for you that helps you and preaching that good part of it but not throwing it in other people's faces that they're not on your on not necessarily your level but on your same sort of wavelength yeah trying to help people is is dangerous it can be extraordinarily rewarding sometimes people need help yeah sometimes you have to try to help people sometimes mm-hmm. it's exactly the right thing to do sometimes preaching is good yeah sometimes reaching out and helping somebody is good, but judging those moments, discerning that is not nearly as simple as the default setting of, well, I feel like that's the right thing to do right yep. now. Yep. That, yeah. That's, no, I mean, what is it? You know, road to hell's paved with good intentions. Uh, I mean, that's like, if you have, if you got like skunks under your porch and you know, you call up your neighbor, you're like, Hey man, like I got a real problem. I got skunks on my porch and they're just like, yeah, you got to burn your house down. <laughs> well, anyway, see you later. You're like, what, is that, did they help? Is that is that helpful? Will I, I get any good come from that? Yep. I don't have any skunks on my porch, but I got worms in my living room. Ugh, okay, yeah. you're gonna have to well, I got you. friends yeah. in low places. Yeah, where the whiskey this. drowns and the beer chases. Who's bed? I've got boots been under. Jared uh, has friends wait. in lowly places. Oh, wait, wait. 
Why do you have worms? Uh, well, you just moved into a new those, place. Those yeah. bad games. <laughs> so I, I just moved into a new place. Okay. And Congratulations. It's been raining an uncharacteristic amount yeah. for the Bay Area. Actually, um, I keep saying this a characteristic amount. Uncharacteristic because we've been in a drought for seven years, but that's this what is it a is. normal. This is a normal winter. Good point. I, I I moved here three and a half years ago and have no context for how it's right. supposed to sure. work. You're right, Scott. Um, so I'm living now down by like a tidewater basin. I'm in right on the edge of the bay, so it's pretty low anyway. So all this rainfall um, has not left a lot of space for the worms that live right outside my apartment who are drowning. And so they have chosen to come up and they have found somewhere a secret entrance to my apartment. A wormhole. So, a wormhole. <laughs> God damn. I guess you could say they worm their way in there. <laughs> like worms are known to do. So so they are wriggling their little bodies through the back of my apartment. And when I come back to my apartment at night, there are like 20 worms what? all over the apartment. And they're not just like over by one place. They're spread around do all you, the rooms of carpeting? my apartment. I have carpeting. Oh, so there's just worms on the carpet? There's just worms slithering. And so I, I have a couple of choices. <sighs> I go through every night. At first, I was sleeping on a mattress on the floor and we had no furniture. Oh, so it was just me surrounded by worms. And I would go in with like a, a plastic fork and a garbage bag and like pick up the worms and put them in the garbage bag when I come in every night. Or sometimes I come in and it's too late and I've had the heat that, that on is, that, and then they're shriveled and they fall apart when I try to the get fucking, them out of the that carpet. Is, that, you just drew like the 12-panel the origin of a Batman villain. Have, Are you, they, uh, have you called your landlord? That, this will theoretically be resolved. Um, I, I, when, I, when the rain stops or when you get a crow? Open, I, a, I'm, open, a, <laughs> open a bait shop. <laughs> So, Go away, yeah. bait. So we we have we have these warm visitors, and uh, are you warming up to them? Uh, no, it's it's really. I actually kind of like worms. <clears throat> okay, like, so you I are don't warming the, up. To I don't them. want them in my house, but I like worms. They're fine. The, yeah. the problem is when you get up in the middle of the night and it's dark, and you've cleaned the place up, but more have gotten in, and you walk across the carpet and you step on with your bare no, foot no, no, on no, no, the no, wet, no, slimy no, worm. No, can't be doing that. And then that's just not okay. Yeah, that sounds I, creepy. Because you know what stepping on a worm feels like? No. It feels like, feels like stepping, stepping on, on a worm. worm. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Are they like, they're just earthworms, though, right? Yeah, just earthworms are harmless. And they're just, and they're like, groovy! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like they're just they just wriggle around a bunch and they just hang out, wriggle around and hang out until they, they dry out. Do eventually. they? Yeah, they just come in and they just. Well, they're trying to get away from the rain because the the you know the ground's all full of water and they can't get to high ground. But it's not wet where we are, so they're like. But then they get lost in there, and can't find huh. their way out, and they're stuck on the carpet. And eventually, they just dry. You should out just get die. like a little like a get one of those like styrofoam containers that they used to put bait in. Get some potting soil, put them in there, and have put them hang in out. there. I could yeah, put, I do that. I so bring bring in some bring in worms and just put them in, keep them at work. I could put them in with own my bonsai tree yeah 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 you could do that I, that's, I could that's do a that. good thing that's a good thing to get off on the right foot at a new company you, you know what else bring you a do? big jar of worms you could uh salt your floor uh, okay, so Angie salted the floor. Actually, oh. I was joking. Holy I know. shit! Yeah, so Angie, uh, Angie was like, she doesn't want to touch the worm. She's just really not okay, even with like picking them so up. So she'd just rather have anything. boiling worm. So I come, I come home, I come home one day, and as if she is like, like using white magic against witchcraft. Like that, that, she has, that dude. Just... She's she's like <laughs> the, like the character in Hocus Pocus. She has made little circles of salt around all these worms in mm-hmm. our apartment, waiting for me to get home, so that Jeez. they won't move out of the little circles of salt so that I can pick them up and, and after put she them finishes away. one does she say to each circle tell your friends motherfucker uh, I I was not present for the laying of the circles uh, she was she was mocked 
a lot for this. Um, but uh, yeah, I came home and found little like worm circles everywhere. And then I picked up the worms and she vacuumed up the salt and she's like, well, there's that. Well, now you have to save the worm salt. It's a waste of salt otherwise. No, it didn't say that we vacuumed it. Uh, we wasted a lot you of could salt. Just, we yeah, you could just put it back in you have know, a special worm salt container. You eat uh, an average of, of eight live worms a year in your sleep. Do you? No. Wow, they just crawl in there, you, huh? You, you, <laughs> I really might. You probably do. <laughs> probably do. <laughs> do you ever read that book, How to Eat Fried Worms? Yeah, what yeah. would happen? I love that book. I've referenced that book to these guys a bunch of times. I, I don't Jared, think... what would happen if you put a bunch of apples what, around? Yeah. Well, they turn them into cars and drive them around in Pussy Town. I'm just saying. You think they just... Is that just giving them a house? Yeah. Yeah. It's an easier place to go to. What a good idea. I should have put a bunch of apples out there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would have been great, Scott. I wish I'd have thought of that instead of letting them dry out in my garden. You could also get a cat and the cat would probably just mangle them yeah i could get a cat that's why i said get a crow mm-hmm. i get a crow yeah I, the crow idea is kind of kind of glorious except i'm worried it would peck my eyes out in my you know, sleep my, my parents had a too cat. busy eating worms <laughs> my parents had a cat a couple years ago and there was this uh, uh this like chipmunk maybe it's a squirrel or a mouse it's all the same animal it doesn't matter <laughs> just snuck, <laughs> snuck into the house and he was just call, causing all sorts of re- wreaking havoc and stuff like getting in the walls and digging holes and shit like that and uh a ruckus if you will yeah and we, uh, all sorts of scrambles <laughs> <laughs> and we came into the laundry room one day and we're like we have a cat don't worry this cat's gonna take care of it and we looked in the laundry room and there was a, the dryer and the the washing machine and they're sitting next to each other and on the washing machine the cat is sitting there and on the dryer the chipmunk is sitting there and we were like are you fucking friends now <laughs> like you're supposed to fucking kill him what kind of fucking looney tunes running stippy shit is this <laughs> and my cat was just like Pow, and the chipmunk jumped off and ran in the wall and we're like, you Great. fucking asshole I was, so when, that I was love it when cats bring in animals that aren't entirely dead and then yep. they run around in the house and you're like you actually made this a problem that you were supposed to start and stop in the first that's place that's like if, yeah. a, if a cat Wait, does brinks do that uh, no, Brinks is is fundamentally like broken. Like, Brinks doesn't know how to do shit. Now, if a cat uh, could say like the c word, yeah. that's that's his version of that. He's like, here's uh, a fucking squirrel. My my uncle's I can cat, say that word. My uncle's cat <laughs> fucking caught a bat once. I don't know how how he did it, but this cat just showed up and we were like, like Catwoman won that day. Yeah, we were like, we were like, what is that? Is that like a mermaid's purse? Is there a baby shark in there? It unfolds and it's a fucking bat. We're like, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Did, did I think we used read, a broom to like knock it out the door or something. Did you ever read Robert Fulcham's story about the day he caught a squirrel and a bat with a fishing rod on the same day? No. Yeah, that's it's it's in I think it's on it's in one of the it's on it was on fire when I lay down on it. I believe mm-hmm. it's in that book. But okay, it's yeah, also he had a real life day. Sheep. He had a real life day where he got a squirrel <laughs> and a bat with a fish hook. All right. Uh, no, my cat used to do this shit where he would just like every time you see in a movie where like a, an animal gets into a house, it's always like funny and it's flying around. But like when a cat like half kills a bird and then brings it in and like like we used to let my cat in and it would just be like Wah! and a, bl- a bloody bird would fly out of its mouth and then just flap against the ceiling and the floor for like an hour and we'd be trying to catch it and it'd just be like ah, 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 kill me. <laughs> and then just be like Pica- fucking Jackson Pollock blood splatters everywhere. <laughs> It's awful. Make, make your cat sound kind of frightens me because uh, your yeah. cat sounds just like ah. Oh my god, Max and I were in fucking tears. We were going to fly to LA the other night and it was raining in San Francisco again, and our flight got delayed. And we just started. I was like, "Hey, you ever heard of Slowpoke Rodriguez?" Because <laughs> that's how our conversation <laughs> started at work. And he's like, "No, nah, who's that?" And he's like, "He's a really slow version of Speedy Gonzalez. And he's in the old Looney Tunes cartoons." So we put him on. We put on this old Slowpoke Rodriguez <laughs> cartoon. And then Max is like, "You ever seen this one?" And he puts on this cartoon. It's just like this is like. Pre- it's a, no, it's a Tex Avery. It's a Tex Avery short. It's yeah. about a cat that becomes. 
becomes a ventriloquist with this weird little whistle thing. He's got this whistle that you can throw your voice. Yeah. So it goes, oh, goes, shit. Meow, meow. But he's meow. like, yeah, his, his normal voice, like, I don't know if like their, their normal cat voice actor was just out that day yeah. or some guy was trying to try out new, new <laughs> angles for cartoon cat voices. But he's like, Meow, meow, was just like his normal it, voice. Goes, meow, meow, meow. It's like our robot. It's like yeah. our robot voice. Meow, meow, meow. So he keeps throwing his voice. <laughs> and he, so he, what he does is he t- throws his voice as, in like a garbage can, cool and then the the dog runs over to the garbage can, and then they throw the garbage can in like the back of a dump truck, and he almost gets killed, and all this other shit, right? So he's just getting in all sorts of scrambles like that. So he keeps throwing the voice around, <laughs> and this dog keeps getting <laughs> fucked up, and then at the end, the 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 cat's laughing so hard that this dog is almost dying like fifty times, yeah, and like seventy dogs. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah, that's how it ends. There's like, no, there's no moral. No, it ends in like a, yeah. a fucking like like the Rodney King trial. It's I bad. Feel, if you like anime, you need Crunchyroll. It is the best possible streaming service to keep up with beloved ongoing series, weird as shit new stuff you've never heard of, straight out of Japan, and deliciously tacky old school trash that you used to have to root around in the back of a video store to find. Like, remember back when it was called Japanimation? I miss that shit. Anyway, Crunchyroll is the best thing to happen to anime since that late night cartoon centric cable TV programming block, which I won't name here for obvious reasons. So go to crunchyroll.com slash comedy button and sign up for a free month-long trial today i fucking love old cartoons because they just don't like there was no moral there was no like they didn't give a shit you know and it's not it's not like they were buy our toys like they hadn't figured out how to make cartoons like viable yet yeah well, they were designed for a different purpose yeah. they, were, they played before movies yeah yeah, they, yeah. They were so, part of that yeah. part of that experience and so they the have all this was very different yeah they have all this shit where like the cat's smoking a cigar and then he wants to make a drink but then he gets drunk i saw that bit where that tom and jerry were like tom's a cowboy for some reason and he strolls up to this like really sexy cat and he like he like pulls out a like a rolling paper mm-hmm. and he like takes out i think he what does he do? He like eats a fucking tobacco leaf and he like punches himself in the face and spits out all the fucking like tobacco leaves yep. and the thing. And then he like pulls out Jerry and uses Jerry to fucking lick the 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 rolling paper. He just like rolls his like beautiful like hand rolled cigarette and then he like uses like Jerry to light it or and then the chick's like not impressed and he like blows out the smoke and it says howdy or something and you're just yep. like what the fuck like this this cat is like enslaved the mouse to help him make cigarettes and, and what I love about that cigarettes. Like- to get laid like jared said they used to show that before and in between movies like you would go to the movie people would get that's what i would do if i had a time machine i would go back to the era where people got all dressed up and they would sit down and watch fucking like fucked up cartoons together in a suit yeah like they're drinking a martini in a suit and it's like now yeah my my dad talked to me about like when he was a kid he said on saturday you know that was kids day at the movie theater yep and you would go uh it was like six hours yeah he would go watch a triple feature Three movies with cartoons before and between each feature, newsreels, serials, which were, you know, mm-hmm. the, like the Flash Gordon type short yep, type yep, things. Yep, yep. Uh, and he's like, and you'd buy a nickel bag of, of in his case, like he loved Weed. licorice. So he'd mm-hmm. buy, buy like his giant bag of candy and just sit there all day. Yeah. yeah. No, my dad would. I did that was, once. Really? I did that once. Uh, the, the theater that in the town that Max and I grew up in, they were still doing that Sebastian. a little bit. Yeah. Sebastian was still doing that a little bit in the 80s. Wow. I caught the tail end of it wow man now my dad told me my dad would used to tell me the stories of like growing up in he grew up in jersey city new jersey and they uh his dad bought a tv like when right when tvs first came out his dad had like a good year he bought a tv like the day that they were like starting tv (laughs) (laughs) like before that i was like you have a box in your room that everybody sits around and they we can watch jackie gleason while we eat (laughs) 
they used to watch the radio. Like people used to get together in a room yeah. and they would watch the radio. And yeah. five people would be in a room and they'd be like, oh, and then he punched him. And he, the other guy punched him even harder and now the fight is over. I believe I could tell you anything right now. Well, there'd be clever sound effects. Yeah. Like, they'd, they'd be like, go bam, bam, boom. Man, so those old radio plays were cool. So my dad and his, and his dad uh, and his sister and his mom got together one day and they turned on this thing and they were there for like – it was like I guess it went from like that pemmican beef jerky Indian yep. logo mm-hmm. to like wrestling. Like they turned on the TV, and it was like wrestling. It was like old ass, like whatever precursor to WWF was, and they were just like two tiny fuzzy black and white men. I mean, not like they were probably both white men, mm-hmm. pandas. Yeah, <laughs> but they were in black and white. And Classy Freddie Black. They're just like fighting each other, and everybody was like, "Holy fucking shit! We can see the." fucking radio in our house it must have been mind-blowing isn't that crazy and now you have people now that are like yo i'm cutting cable i don't need that shit anymore think think about the first time you ever streamed a movie in your home oh yeah you remember just like i don't have to go to the store remember going to the store and they they, they didn't have the the all they had like 20 versions of like the movie and then they didn't have it anymore yeah Mm -hmm. it's like wow i can go see lots and lots of things and if it wasn't there you just couldn't watch it you had to watch something else that was one of my favorite things to do in blockbusters was to grab like old movies and put them behind new releases oh, yeah. and yeah. wait all for people to come and take like you were oh guy? shit i got body heat yeah all the time i remember we used to do slick shit like we would i was have... trying to get aaron brockovich body heat is a great movie it is a great movie but grateful. but that but if you're uh, you are the type of person who is excited to get aaron brockovich you yep. deserve body heat but Man. no i remember watching anyway <laughs> i remember me and my brothers would like i had two younger brothers we would follow people around the store like kids our age to be like, oh, let me see if he's going to put that down. I'm really oh, wrong. the Nintendo game? No, like a Nintendo game or a movie. Like there'd be like 20 yeah. copies of Milo and Otis, and yeah. you'd be like, that kid's going to he's going to pick up something else, and he's going to put that down the second he puts it yep. down. I'm snapping. Oh yeah, I would poach people. Isn't too that for crazy? Videos. Yeah, you walk around the fucking yeah. room and you you stalk people to make sure hey. they put down fucking Milo and Otis. It's Nowadays, a- like, oh, what's the first 30 seconds? That shit was gay. <laughs> <laughs> on on the other hand, you did have that wonderful experience that if it wasn't there or you couldn't get it, you were just surrounded by these titles, and it wasn't like browsing through menus. You were walking down. Aisles surrounded by offerings like images that were meant to entice you. Oh and yeah. yeah, you'd pick up the box, popcorn, buy my, it, go home in a box. Yeah. My ideal like VR thing would be a video store, a virtual video store yep. where you can pick up any box, and it doesn't have. There's no like overlay information. It's just the box cover, and but but like. Think like completely disorganized, and yeah. you can't mm-hmm. find shit. And you're like, ah, oh, for and, fuck's sake! And when you pick the movie, you're stuck with it for 24 hours, yeah. and you have to rewind it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you have that's, to. That's the thing. I just, I love. I'm so excited for someday just telling, like, telling my kids about this shit that, in hindsight, sounds so goddamn insane. Like, do you remember those those uh, those tape rewinders? Yeah, I that do. were like they were like this is like a VCR that doesn't play movies. I not only that, those. not only that. Do you guys remember rabbits? Oh, not I the do. animals, but the 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 device. Yeah, it would, rabbit was a device where you, if you had one VCR, you, you could sit on your pussy and you come. <laughs> you could beam. You could beam over over radio waves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The VCR feed to another television in the house. Fucking insane. So you could oh, both watch. Oh. So you could yeah. watch. You could watch the movie in a different room. It's like I a never, Wii U. I think yeah. I. I I think I knew somebody who had one of those, but it was never set up. Yeah. It was one of those things that just never it worked. It was incredibly so hard to set up properly. The, the crazy yeah. thing about Blockbuster Video is, I don't know if, if, if any of you guys were like like dating at the time when that shit was around, mm-hmm. but that thing was the ultimate like 
test of a relationship. Like you could you could tell if a fucking relationship was going to crumble if you would take a girl to Blockbuster Video and you guys were fighting before you even picked something up before you even got back in the car. You're like, this is not going to work. It's Ooh. not going to work with this woman. Just, my, about, my, just my choosing the video. Yeah. Some of my wife's fondest memories are from the first time that when we dated before we broke up. The first time we would walk to Blockbuster because yeah. I, I sucked and didn't have a car at the time, mm-hmm. yep. and we would rent something and go home and watch it. Is that crazy? Oh, I love that. My first summer married, no, like my yep. wife and I had had nothing. I mean, we had no savings. We were living in a basement in Anderson, Indiana. Had no money at all, and. The Burger King down the street had 50 cent cheeseburgers that summer, mm-hmm. and the Family Video down the street would do uh, would do three VHSs, I think, for a dollar as long as you got them out of the old section. And <laughs> the so old that section, yeah, like the section of mm-hmm. not new movies, oh, like the, oh. the stuff that they were just kind of cycling through that nobody rented anyway. Right. And so I think that's it was like three. Amazon Prime versus Amazon Rentals. And so yeah. we we would go and like like that was that was our evening. I would get back from school and she would get back from work, and then it was. This stack of videotapes and Burger well, King cheeseburgers. And that explains crazy? a lot about it's, my weight. It's so um, hard to explain. We had this spot in, in my town growing up called Video USA, which went out of business, but it was uh, it was for $2, you got two movies for two days. Yep. That was the deal. Yeah. No. And everyone who worked there was Vietnamese, and they had like the just the illest speech impediments. And so you would go in there, and like, I it's like... you told this story about but, this uh, guy, the guy who worked the counter. Yeah, but he, he had like crazy memory. Like, yeah. he would remember everything. And it was like if Netflix was like... Uh, like slotted by like a Vietnamese dude with a speech impediment and a limp wrist. Like that was that was like when you turn on Netflix, you're like, oh man, I can't find anything cool. Uh, like imagine if like that decision was made by one Vietnamese dude who yep. was like in his forties and well, lived with his mom. That's I, what I love is that is that video stores aside from the chain ones were curated. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'd also yeah. have that shit. Where like, my favorite job like, of all time was working in a yeah. video store. I'm always. I was, was it movie merchants? Movie merchants. Yeah, I wish I'd worked there. I, uh, I, apl- the I applied to work there. It was best. the fucking coolest. It was the fucking yeah. best place. And they had every movie on the planet, and any, everyone they hired basically had to know their shit. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of my proudest moments at movie merchant was this mother comes up to me with her kids. She's like, "Hey, I'm looking for that um the 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 videotape uh it, with Star the, Wars with the animated rabbit in it." And I was just went, uh, watership down. Yes. And I was like, nice. oh, fuck nice. yeah. Nice. I did it. Well done. Um, I never hazel, would have A little fiber. Yeah, that, was, that, yeah. was the, um, that was the video store that we would go to before. Like, we'd basically just dump Blockbuster and we started going to movie merchants. Yeah, right. um, was it, was awesome. that one of those video stores that had, like, the little... The the it, the hooks with the numbers on them. No, no. What they would do those. is they would they had all of the boxes. Yeah. They yep. had all of the boxes on the shelf, mm-hmm. and you would bring the box to the shelf, and then yeah. we had this this numbered system with that the was VHS tapes system. on the wall. It was super smart, and we just pull it out, put mm-hmm. the put the box in there, and the tape right there. Did so you guys, this so, was like delicious. So my, oh, go ahead. Oh, um, my first my thing with, with with videos was I grew up in initially in, in like the Boston area, and we had uh, we had like TV. So we just I just watched movies when they were on TV. We didn't right. have cable. It was just like there was enough shit on and I was busy watching, you know, cartoons or playing soccer or whatever. And then when I was 8 or 9, we moved to the country where there was no cable and there was no TV reception. So you had to have a VCR if you wanted to watch fucking anything. Like you weren't nobody like cable wasn't widespread enough. People just weren't into it. Um but there were lots of video stores, lots of mm-hmm. places to rent videos. And the grocery store we went to initially when we kind of first were in the process of moving out there was this place called Trotta's. And it was like this little family grocery store in Sharon, Connecticut. And when you'd walk in there, they had this giant like floor-to-ceiling metal rack that you could kind of see through that was covered in like these sort of large – 
like large plastic, almost trading card holders that they'd take VHS boxes in and shove them in there. And if they didn't fit, they would cut them. So you'd have the front and the back of the VHS thing. Mm-hmm. So they're like almost like movie trading cards. Yeah. <laughs> and you would take them to like the customer service or the front or whatever. And they had videos in the back wherever, and they would bring them out. They'd add new releases. But when my mom was grocery shopping, it was there. They had like, I don't know, they had like five magazines in the magazine rack. And I'd just be like, that's boring. I'm going to look at the movies. Right. And so I would entertain myself by just reading the synopses of every single movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, because it was people like me coming in and shuffling everything around, nothing was organized in any you know coherent <laughs> yeah. fashion. I think they had like color coded labels for sci-fi or horror over, but I was like obsessed with the sci-fi and the horror. And I'd be, I'd see something that had like a terrifying cover, like fucking, I don't know, life force or like critters. Yeah. Oh, some wow. shit like that. And I would like very carefully, like turn it over. And you know, there were different VHS versions where like some versions of like aliens would have like a very boring cover and you flip them over and there'd be like nothing going on. Other ones you turn it over. And there's just a full blown alien. I'd be like, Oh, yeah. that's scary. Um, but I love that. And then we moved to our, the next town over and there was like a proper video store mm-hmm. and it was just, it was like labyrinthian it was like it's like the fucking hogwarts library it was floor to ceiling like movies and you'd kind of wander around these aisles and it was all coast yeah and it was all but i mean even worse organized because it was all did you guys have hollywood video yeah. Uh, is that a chain out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm actually old enough. I'm a little bit older than you guys. I think I'm just old enough to remember the video stores still have it being divided in half. Or really two thirds, one third. Two third uh, of the store was VHS. Yeah. Two thirds of the store was VHS and one third was Betamax. Oh wow. Like oh, wow. the yeah. store was divided down the middle by the format. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I remember Betamax yet. being rented. Yeah, yeah. That was actually yeah. a significant portion of the video store. Betamax. I remember at, from I, when yeah, I, was a I remember kid. as a kid that the Betamax at Movie Merchants, the place I worked, uh, I had all of the best of had all of the best cartoons. All of the best children's videos were on Betamax. Wow. In that particular store? Yeah, in that particular store. I was like jealous because those tapes looked cooler. They, they looked little, way like, cooler. They looked like Battlestar Galactica paper. Like yeah. they had a little like weird corner right, on them. Right, right, right. But uh, the other one, I, this is strangely timely. So I just started a new job and I walk to work now. Um, mm-hmm. I, the place, my apartment's not far from where I work. And I walk by a public library every day now. <laughs> which is kind of heaven for me. That's so um, yeah, so I bring my little backpack and I've got my library card, and but they have an anachronistic video rental section. Yep. Oh my it's god, all DVDs. That's how and, my mom watches movies. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so my, dad, and my, my fucking my, Netflix. My parents did the same thing. I yeah. have rediscovered the joy of browsing through yeah. physical media, well, and even though it's only yeah. a few shelves. It makes me happy, and I can't decide if it's like the the syrup of nostalgia, or if it's just kind of nice to take a little time figuring out what you want to watch. Yeah, there's yeah. something really cool about that. And I've said this before, but... What you, don't, most, you don't get that with something like Netflix. You don't, oh, but the thing... That's why you need a VR construct. Sense. Yeah, the, the, but the difference is that nowadays people are so used to... Like, no one gives anything even a moment anymore. Like, you, like if you listen to the first five minutes of this episode of this show and it was your first time ever listening to it, you'd be like, oh, it's some sort of gay robot hate speech show. Hello, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then you're done. Uh, but... Back in the day, you would rent a movie and you'd bring it home and you'd be like, "Well, this is, is I'm either watching this or like we're going to mm-hmm. play Monopoly, which sucks. So we'll watch this." But yeah. nowadays, like you put on a movie on Netflix, ten seconds in, you you can hit the B button on your on your you know controller and back out and and watch something else. Not on my watch, bitch. That's what I that's what I find that I, I like about buying movies or about paying to rent them. Yeah, because when you pay, like it's funny when I buy a movie if it's like I don't know ten bucks on Amazon or something. There's well, it's not a physical thing in my house, so it's not like they're reminding me. Mm-hmm. And if it's 
if I don't watch it initially, I just it just it stays there, and I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll get to yeah. it. But if I'm renting it, there's a fucking countdown timer. I love that, yeah. and I'll I be like, that. I gotta watch this, or it's a waste of money. Yeah, I'm forced to watch I, it, and it's also like if my wife falls asleep in the middle of it, like and it's a Friday night, we'll wake up on a Saturday morning, and I'm like, honey, like we yep. have to return this tonight. Yeah, we right. Get the value. It's really cool. Remember those? They were like the Be Kind Rewind stickers yeah. and shit. Like yeah. I just I don't know. Like, I that whole the fuck was that? Nothing. It was uh, my email. Have you guys heard about this, this art installation where the guy made the the video store? It's an art installation, and it's a v- It's like an old. Oh, is it the Jerry Maguire thing? Store, and it's nothing but copies of Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah, 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 There's yeah. this dude who's like obsessed with his. He calls him his Jerry's. I think and he just started this trend of like collecting Jerry Maguire on VHS. Yeah. yeah. I love the I love the idea of a future where it's like army building <laughs> people who collect people who collect VHS tapes have trouble finding. Jerry Maguire because of that guy. Because of that, that guy? guy. Yeah. That'd be amazing. No, I stayed at, uh, uh, for, like, my parents got us for our one year anniversary, like, a year ago. Like, uh, it was like a trip in some, like, cabin bed and breakfast thing in, like, the Sonoma Mountain mm-hmm. area. And you drove out there and it was just, like, pitch black you couldn't see anything you couldn't go anywhere like and we were just like you know sitting outside on the on the porch of this cabin drinking wine and this like lady came up to us and she's like oh if you guys are bored we have uh we have some movies you can watch inside and i was Mm -hmm. like oh that's weird and we went inside to like this little cabin they just had this like huge shelf of dvds and vhs tapes and it was just like well all right well we don't have internet yeah and we don't have cable like, but there's a DVD player slash VHS player back in our room, and so like good. we're gonna pick out some movies. We're gonna go drink a bunch of wine, and we're sitting in this cabin listening to like <sighs> oh, frogs yeah. and fucking. I weird. love that. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it I was just really cool. Do you remember when it was exciting when someone was like, "Oh, we have some movies." Yeah, yeah. Like I would go to visit my aunt and uncle before we had a, a VCR or anything, and they had this weird ass big cabinet that was like full of videotapes, mm-hmm. and I think three of them were movies. And two of those movies were bullshit, boring things. I'd, I think it was Dead Poet Society because my uncle was a poet and someone yep. probably gave it to him. And then it was one of those uh, – God, was it called like FHV or something? It was like those that family home movie logo yep. with those all hand-drawn. It was the Ninja Turtles episode that was like a RoboCop parody. Oh, where, yeah. Where April has that robot that she's trying to fuck and it's like cooking her meatloaf and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm, <laughs> that's delicious. And every time I went and visit my aunt and uncle, I would be like, I'm going to watch the Ninja Turtles because yeah. everything else in here sucks. So I have I, uh, I have a similar my, – my aunt, uh, when we would go to visit her in Oklahoma, she had Back to the Future on VHS. And mm-hmm. that's like yeah. where I discovered that movie. And every time – you know, we would go visit yep. her. It's like, ah, oh, I get awesome? to watch Back to the Future. Yeah. And, and, and I, I connect that movie with her. Yeah, so I, much, it's weird because I, I connect the Twilight Zone with my grandparents, my old Italian yeah. grandparents, because we would go to their house on, like, on holidays, and there'd be nothing to do. And we'd put on WB-11, and yeah. they would just have marathons of Twilight Zone. But uh, in the 90s, there was this thing called Columbia House. And Columbia House. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Yeah, yeah, they did eight movies for a penny, and me and my brothers both all signed up, and my dad signed up, and none of us ever paid full price for it. We just like they just you write bill me later on it. You would tape a penny to a piece of paper. Sometimes where, they would give you the penny. Sometimes yeah. they give you the penny, and you would check off all the movies you'd wanted. There'd be like this like this paper catalog of these blurry images, yep. and it would oh, be like so good. It'd be like Weren't they little stickers. And, yeah, little yeah. stickers. They were little tiny stamps, and you would lick the it was stamps. Like McDonald's Monopoly. Yeah. It was like yeah. McDonald's Monopoly. You would lick these stamps, and you'd glue them to this thing and you would get uh eight movies for a penny how did, how did they make money i don't know because by, by putting they, people in debt they would yeah. track people down and put you in debt yeah. and then they so, credit you and yeah. then yeah there was do you remember the 
ubiquity, like after the the period where it was a novelty, where suddenly you'd go into a pharmacy or a grocery store yep. or anywhere, mm-hmm. and there was a movie rental area. Gr- my I grocery have, store, we had a place called Grand Union uh, that turned into Stop and Shop, mm-hmm. which is where it's, it's this is basically like what do we call it now out here? Safeway, Safeway, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so stop and shop. Grand Union was this like just weird beige old building that I that I I I, I lived. It, it was like a half a mile from our house growing up. I ended up working there in high school. It was like my first job I ever got. Uh, and then I ended up like buying liquor from there all through my twenties and thirties. And then like I moved across the country, and I, I still go back now. And some of the same people still work there. Yeah. And they have this badge on that says like fifty years of service. And I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> but yeah. uh, Grand Union had this little thing right in front of the customer service area, and my mom would go over there with. Like coupons and shit like that because we were kind of broke back then and there was this just this huge it was taller than me it was bigger than i could, broke I could reach. back mountain yeah it was just it was just like this fucking 10 foot tall wall of videos one guy's gonna laugh at that joke i swear <laughs> Of videos and NES games, and the NES games yeah. didn't have uh, they didn't have box art because they didn't want to keep the box art out there. Video cassettes back in the day had a big plastic. They would get like a printed sleeve, yep. and they put the printed sleeve on this big plastic box, and it would like clasp shut just barely. And you know, like you'd, you'd pick it off the shelf and you'd bring it home this big fucking heavy rock that had a film on <laughs> mm-hmm. it. And they had NES games, and the NES games were different. They were all uh, basically like actual NES games in the VHS boxes, so this big plastic box, but they would put a sticker on the front that said, like, DuckTales, and then you'd open it up, and it'd be like, make sure that you collect the gems to call Launchy the Duck, and you're like, that's a, not at all what this is about. Like, they, they would put in, like, a paragraph, of, like, and I don't know if, like, some mother wrote it, or a teenager, or a combination actually, of both. Actually, there, there was a company that did oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah, really? Group, yeah, so the, the manuals were Fuck, copywritten. That's so interesting. And, and so, eventually, oh, so a, a company came along, was like, okay, well, you can't you can copyright the text in a manual but you can't copyright rules like you, you can't copyright telling somebody what button to press oh. okay so the, there was a company that that did this uh, that's insane and, and I, 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 I don't remember the name of them but there's there was a, a major like a group huh. that kind of carved a niche out especially doing it for blockbuster later on like i got a big contract oh, wow. i wonder if there's like a, a like retro video game collectors out there that try to collect those I'm, that, I'm sure there are I, yeah. i'm sure frank does uh, yeah. that sounds like something he would frank do frank cefaldi yeah or steve uh, yeah, yeah it sounds are, like some of those guys would do those guys uh, are a plus at that shit yeah that's so fascinating to me because like that's my first exposure to some of the greatest NES games of all time were through a like shitty clear box at yep. Grand Union that had a sticker on the front that was just like, "Watch out for the turtles." Yeah. So wait, they couldn't include the manual. They yeah. couldn't the rental, put or? the ma- well. They could put one manual in the rental, but you wouldn't bring then, the manual back. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So and you couldn't photocopy the manual. What's the problem? Because it was copyright. God, that's funny. Oh, that that's, didn't stop. So if we you ha- we the um place that i used to rent games from when we would go visit my family in madera we had this liquor store called monty's yeah Yeah. that like when when i was like you know nine or ten years old you go in there they rented video games and they just had like every nes game Mm -hmm. in the world there Mm -hmm. and they had photocopied manuals that they would give you like a you know like an eight and a half by eleven like folder yeah it was like a red or yellow folder. It's just like, here's, here you go. It comes with the game. It's like DuckTales written oh, on the I remember that. And it's just photocopied pages. I well, remember they, that. They, yeah. Yeah, mom and pops did it all the time. The difference was Blockbuster or mm. Hollywood Video couldn't oh, get away they would with that. Right. 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 Uh, yeah, mom and pops did it constantly. Okay. One, one of my happiest memories in my life uh, to this day, uh, there was a little mom and pop video store in Hildebrand called Stamey's Video. And one day I was sitting in my school 
and they called me up to the office Uh-oh. in at like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what is this? And my dad's there in the office. And I was like, what are you doing here? He's like, we have to go. And I was like, <laughs> you're planning to eat you. Like, are you all right? What? It's uh-huh. like, we have to go. Um, so I left school, middle of class, get in the car with my dad. And he's like, okay, let's go home. And I was like, everything all right? He's like, it's great. He drove me from my school to Stamey's video without explaining what was going on, walked inside, and Super Mario Brothers 3 had arrived. <sighs> and my dad came and got me out of school, and we rented in the middle of the day before anybody else could get there to make sure I got the first copy, uh-huh. Super Mario 3, and then I went home and played it all weekend. Oh, my God. Um, wow. It was That's one awesome. of the best things he's ever done for me. That's so have cool. I told you, have I told I you about a, my I, Mario great. 3 story with I my just, dad? I, I have a Mario 3 story with my yeah. dad as well. No, it was my, uh, it was my birthday. And, I, I uh, don't. Mario 3 <laughs> had just come out. Uh, and he, my, my dad, uh, I had a bunch of friends over. Uh, or I had a bunch of friends over. We were going to have, like, birthday cake or whatever. And I was like, they were all, everyone was talking about Mario 3. Every single person. I was in third grade. Literally... Every kid I knew was talking about Mario 3. That was it. We were talking about the Wizard, Nintendo Power, and Mario 3. And we all had, like, fucked up little haircuts and sweatsuits on that had pictures of Mario on them and shit like that. Just fucking huge little Nintendo nerds. And me and my friends were the kind of kids that we started our own video game magazine together in third grade where we were, like, actually drawing maps and cheat codes and all this other shit. And we photocopied them and we sold them for, like, a quarter each at school. Like, I was, a, I was doing video game journalism in third grade. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and uh, my dad came home with a stack, and I'm, I apologize if I've told this story before on the show, but my dad came home with a stack of books because he was a literary professor, and uh, he handed me this stack of books, and he was like, I got your birthday present. And I start going through these books, and I'm just like, oh, it's like War and Peace, Moby Dick, all this other shit, just going through, like, of mice and men. I'm like, oh, thanks, Dad. Like, it's a cool, like, nerd present, you know? He was the kind of guy that was always just like, I don't want you playing video games a lot, and I get to the very bottom of the stack of books, and there's just this fucking giant, shiny yellow box, and Mario's going ape shit on it with his fucking raccoon ears. Just <laughs> and it says Super Mario 3 in big-ass blue letters, and I just screamed, flipping out, and my friends are just jumping for joy, screaming like crazy. And my dad's like, I want you to play this game. Eventually, I want you to read these books, too. <laughs> but I want you to play this game. And I was like, holy shit. Do you read the books ever? Uh, yeah, eventually, of course. Uh, All of them? I think so. Yeah, I read these. a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but no, the, uh, my dad was on the phone with like other kids, dads and moms in this intricate network of people being like, where do you get this? How do you find this? Cause I guess Nintendo did their fucking impossible buy the products <laughs> bullshit in the third grade. Too. This was oh, my hilarious. mom. My mom did the same thing with that game really? for my birthday that year oh, that it came uh, out. It's so like what about Toys R Us every day, yep, you know, yep, yep. just I, trying to track it down. Yeah. And she did. I was on a. Uh, I knew the day it was coming out, mm-hmm. and back in that day, pre-orders did not exist. I was very adamant about it. You had to walk into Toys R Us no, and get one of those slips. It's like trying to get an NES <laughs> Classic in 2016. And my yeah. dad, my dad, uh, he was building something right next to a Toys R Us at the time, and I told, I was like, Dad, it's it comes out today at Toys R Us. Like, right. I can't get out of school. I, I really want this, and he goes, Okay. If I manage to get this game, I will drive home for lunch and put it underneath your pillow if I get it. Uh, that's the only way that that you'll know if I got it or not. So I'm like, okay, deal. Whole day is just torturous at school. Like, oh my god, am I gonna get this fucking game? Am I gonna am I gonna be the first kid in the school to have Super Mario Brothers three? 
And then my cousin picked me up from school that day. He was like 16. He picks me up in his, his Mustang. And I was like, oh, it's Todd. He really was. It was like Todd. And we, so he actually burned out when we left. So it really was like Todd. And he was with his friend, Ben. And I'm like, guys, 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 I'm going to run inside and see if I got Super Mario Brothers 3. And they're like, is that game out? I was like, yeah, it came out today. My dad said he's going to get it. I'm like, I don't know if he got it or not. Don't get your hopes up, kid. So I run inside, fucking throw my pillow off, and there's that little raccoon man looking right at me. Oh and I was like, God. oh, I got it! And I immediately played it with my cousin and his friend, and then he drove me out to uh, where my dad, after work, he was building our house by himself, the house that you guys all went to. And I was like, thanks, Dad! And then I was like proudly walking up the street where all the neighbor kids were, were with like Super Mario Brothers yep. 3, basically going yelling, Mario! Yep. Mario! And yep. like all the kids are gathering, we're like, we're gonna go fucking play this right now! This is the so best day awesome. ever! That's a great uh, story! Let me ask yeah. you guys this, did you bring it to school the next day? Uh, I did not bring it to school next day. the next day, because what are you gonna do? I just told everyone I had it. I always brought my game to school the next day. I did that with Game Boy, which Humble I purchased. Brag. Which I purchased yeah. the and, and told this story too. When I purchased Game Boy, I purchased that the day it came out because mm-hmm. I knew it was coming out, and I saved all my money. I got that, and I got Super Mario Land. Right? Yeah, it's a crash game. It was at the time. It was fucking awesome. It was better than Alleyway um, mm-hmm. or Tennis. Do not besmirch the noble name of Alleyway. I'm, okay. I'll, okay. All right. Alleyway's dope. I anyway, love Alleyway. Anyway. Anyway. I fuck with it. <laughs> I was the first kid in school to have that for months and until teachers figured out what the fuck it was i could bring it to school and fucking play it on the playground and nobody gave a shit right because nobody knew what it was play it on the playground yeah you bring it on the playground and play fucking super mario land yeah, remember the oh, nickname oh, section? Recess? Land. Oh, Game Boy. Remember the nickname yeah, section? Right. He was a fat kid. He wasn't like. I thought you were bringing it in the <laughs> school. I, no. I stopped bringing games to school after a bully in the eighth grade stole my copy of the Guardian Legend and never gave it back. Looks like uh. you could have used a parent or Guardian Legend. The bully had good, good taste in <laughs> anyway. games. Uh, this show is, why didn't the, you call him what I called you? Oh, God. I would read the manual. That would have ended and, okay, the bully that's, that's right enough. If, if we keep doing this any further, we're going to turn into the fucking Prairie Home Companion for 90s kids. I like the Prairie Home Companion. I know you. Of course you do. Look at you. <laughs> I, I saw him live. Do you guys want to know what Fair. I called Garrison Keeler? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I did. I went, oh, man. I cried. It was at the Indiana State Fair, and they played Grandfather Clock, and I cried. Okay. Literally no idea what anybody's talking right. about right now. Anyway. I called Garrison Keeler a homosexual. for fuck's sake. I want to go home. I want to go to my Prairie Home home. Anyway, the comedy button is a show we do every week this is it this is what we do we talk about video stores why and don't you die garrison keeler do everyone a favor go keeler yourself um, go keeler yourself <laughs> i'm max scoville you can find me on twitter max scoville brian is agent bizzle yep. jared you're petty comma jared i was never word. here you can check out <clears throat> pockets full of soup jared's podcast a washboard is, is not an instrument patreon.com slash jared petty ryan is rye dog yeah. Scott is Scott underscore Bromley. And we all do various things. Scott does the Star Wars show, which is every mm-hmm. Wednesday. Wednesday on StarWars.com or YouTube.com slash Star Wars and Rebels Recon on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Ryan does the Geek Box, which you go to just uh, Amazon.com slash Geekbox <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's Geekbox.net. <laughs> yep. Geekbox.net. Linux.edu. <laughs> Tuesdays-ish. Hey, shut up, you. <laughs> Brian and I are both on a podcast called Podcast Beyond, or it's actually not supposed to pull, I don't know if we're supposed to say podcast. It's a fucking PlayStation show. It's on IGN.com. It's on iTunes. It's on all the different things. Uh, and then we do uh, uh, Up at Noon, which is Thursdays at noon on IGN and all the various IGN things, YouTubes <laughs> and whatnot. And um, 
yeah, I think that's I think that's about it. We all kind of do different shit on the side, and uh, you know, broaden your horizons and expand it to the podcast cinematic universe. And cool. check out the rest of the shit we do, and check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash comedy button. Put your balls on my uh, dick and call the telephone up number to get the garbage man to come all over my tits. If you enrage the truck enough, it will pull up right next to you and honk its horn in your ass. Have sex with the bottom half of an elf puppet. <laughs> What's up, party people? Y'all ready to rock? My guitarist, Max Scoville, is on the guitar right now. Chillin', Brian! I got some very special thanks to some honeys in the front row named Franz Visser, Gary, Nick Galnares, Louis Redman, Guy Spark, Raymond Routier, Charles M. Walsh, Jonathan Hicks, this is Jonathan Yu, and Harley Lowry. Big special shout-out to my main man, Austin Maskell. Coming up next in the second row, we got Adam Morris, Josh, Austin Lothenbach, Ben James, John Matthews, Brian Yiannopoulos, Rana Swank, Justin Lemke, Josh Merchant, Adrian Johnson, Jonas Haykanson. I think we read these already. I'm just reading old names again. That's okay. That's fine. All right, I got it to Jared Petty again. Good, good. <laughs> That's good. I call this song Electric Truck. <laughs> Comedy yeah. Button 2016. Fucker. The Comedy Button is executive produced by J. Ellis James, Curtis Ruska, Laura K. Buzz, Matt Shatra, Paul Grabovac, and Paula Schultz. Thank you all very much. 